Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we'll talk with Brittany Strutsberry, Senior Public Health Nutritionist at the Centerville and Joseph Willard Wick Clinics. This is a timely topic. March is National Nutrition Month. Brittany will talk not only about the WIC program, which is nutrition for mothers, babies, and toddlers, but also about general nutrition issues as part of National Nutrition Month. And I'm looking forward to this conversation because I can learn a lot about uh, proper nutrition. I think I've got the bad nutrition down. So, (laughs) Brittany, thanks for being with us on The County Conversation. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Looking forward to the conversation. You are Senior Public Health Nutritionist at the Centerville and Joseph Willard WIC Clinic. So I guess we'll start there. What is a WIC clinic? Um, So in the WIC clinics, we see, like you mentioned, pregnant women, breastfeeding women, um, kids and toddlers. Um, We provide nutrition education and we also provide um, supplemental foods, healthy foods. Um, to the families who are eligible for the program. Okay. Nutrition, um, important topic, but I'm assuming especially important for pregnant mothers? Yes, definitely. Um, You know, there's a lot of kind of specialized nutrition advice that we can provide them, and we also do a lot of breastfeeding promotion because that's the best start that you can give your babies. Okay. Any uh, criteria to go to a WIC clinic? I mean, what's what's kind of the program like, and and what does it offer? Sure. Um, There is a financial eligibility requirement. Um, So low-income families in the area, um, you have to be a resident of Virginia to come to our clinics anywhere in Virginia, um, and you also have to have a nutrition need. Hmm. Okay. And uh, just two clinics, or are there more clinics? There's nine in Fairfax County. Oh, wow. Yep. wow. Okay. Um, so we're kind of spread out all the way down to uh, Fort Belvoir, all the way up to Herndon, um, and everywhere in between. Okay. And you're at the Centerville and Joseph Willard uh, Wick Clinics. What? What's kind of a – I know there's nothing typical in anyone's day, but – What's, what's kind of some of the typical stuff you see or some of the stories you could share? Sure. Um, so we, you know, we schedule our appointments. Um, the families come in every six months to um, get weighed and measured. We also check hemoglobin on the children mm. and the, the moms because iron is a common um, nutrient deficiency oh, that we see in this population. Um, so we um, have a discussion. We do an assessment um, as nutritionists, do an assessment to identify any nutrition concerns, um, you know, definitely focusing on what the family's interests are. We like to tailor our nutrition recommendations to um, what their needs are because, mm. of course, you know, you're more motivated to change right. when you right. are when something you're interested right. in. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. How does someone get involved with one of the WIC clinics in Fairfax County? Is there like a referral? Can they walk in? I mean, what's kind of the process? Yep, a little bit of everything. Um, mm. We do outreach. You know, there's WIC staff attends outreach events. Um, there's also other staff within the health department who specifically focuses on outreach mm. going out into the communities, um, meeting with um, families where they are and referring them. Um, A lot of times they'll come in for pregnancy tests or things like that to the health department and then get referred to us, um, seeing the family assistance workers. And a lot of times it's word of mouth. You know, one family Uh, member or friend has it and tells somebody else that this was a program that helped them and then they'll um, come in, give us a call. Okay. Yeah. Women, infants, and children. I yep. assume that's what WIC stands for. Yep, exactly. Okay. okay. Can you? Uh, I'm doing an air quote here. Can you ever graduate from the program or or move on from the program or that type of thing? Yes. So. Um, there is like kind of time requirements. Um, mm. Kids are eligible up until they turn five years old. That's 
oftentimes when they start to enter the school system. So then there's a lot of other resources available to them. Um, Pregnant women are eligible up until they have the baby. And then um, postpartum women who are breastfeeding receive benefits for themselves up until the baby turns a year old Mm -hmm. um, and not breastfeeding um, receives benefits for themselves up until the baby's six months Mm -hmm. old. Okay. Interesting uh, line of work that that you're working with women and and children and and nutrition. How, you know, how did you, how how did you get here? How did you get into that line, that line of business, if you will? Sure. Um, I've always been interested in nutrition all Mm -hmm. the way since high school. So I actually went into college knowing that this was, I wanted to go into nutrition. Yeah. I feel like I'm like maybe the only one. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But um, and then kind of as I went through my coursework and a supervised practice um, following, you know, a, a bachelor's degree, I kind of realized that I liked pediatric nutrition. So mm. kind of been focusing on um, this this population, also clinical um, and now back to back to WIC, which is yeah. exciting because I'm yeah. I think the program does so many great things and there's so many, you know, possibilities to, um, you know, help the next generation of right, kids. Right. So. Well, I mean, you know, there's so many things that we can do and should do for our, our babies and our children. And I would think nutrition is is one of the top things. I mean, you know, that just kind of sets the foundation for their future. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, you know, parents want the best for their kids yeah. no matter what. And they, you know, sometimes uh, they don't know some of the things yeah, that, you yeah. know, and they come to us and after doing an assessment, you know, there might be little little things that they can change at home that can make a really big difference. So that's one of the great things about, you know, the program being um, kind of all the way from the babies are born up until they turn five is that you can see these changes taking mm-hmm. place over time yeah. um, when they come in every six months. So that's really rewarding right. for us as the staff. Well, if you don't have a child, when you have your first child, You've never been through it, so you don't know what to do. So right. Absolutely. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things you don't know. Um, kind of nutrition in general, and we're, we're talking about this, say, a newborn baby or an infant up to five years old. I mean, what are some of the most important things that we should should think about and should know when we're, where we're talking nutrition? Sure. I mean, starting from the very beginning, um, like I kind of mentioned before, breastfeeding. I mean, there's so many benefits that breastfeeding can provide that formula can't. Um, a lot of women are nervous. They feel like they're not going to be able to make enough milk or they're not going to be able to, you know, um, provide their baby with that. But we have breastfeeding peer counselors, um, all of our staff from kind of administrative all the way through um, senior nutritionists are educated um, on breastfeeding and how to promote that and um, how to kind of uh, either directly help the clients or give them the referrals that they need so mm-hmm. that we can get everybody, um, you know, right. the, the great start from, right. from breastfeeding. Okay. Next step after that? Next step, um, you know, starting solids. That's a big one, especially like you mentioned, the new parents. Um, so we're starting. Right. St- when, when, when do we start? Right, right. What do we start with? All of those <laughs> exactly. things. Yeah. And then we get to a year and we start transitioning to more table foods and changing off of breast oh, milk yeah. or formula to it's milk. All, it's all coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, you know, each phase is different. Yeah, so we yeah. see a lot of, you know, a lot of a lot of parents have similar questions to each other, but you know these are you know really great opportunities for us to provide provide assistance mm-hmm. and education. Mm-hmm. Um, are there certain things you mentioned these these phases? You know the, the the breastfeeding and then moving on to a different phase, and then the you know the solids and the table and then this type of thing. Are there certain staples of a good diet that kind of follow us along from different agents ages? Sure. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, you know, it's always you hear so much about fruits and vegetables, um, and that is something that's, you know, benefits people from pregnancy, starting in the that starting solids phase all the way through um, the rest of our lives. And I think that that's one of the things that, um, you know, we can all focus a little bit more mm-hmm. on. There's one of the ways I like to look at it is instead of trying to to feel like you're um, missing out on some foods, um, try replacing them with fruits and vegetables and then trying to meet those fruit and vegetable goals each day rather than feeling like you have to take something else away. Right, right. So. Yeah. I know my wife and I have started eating uh, a lot more fruits for desserts. Oh, yeah. And, That's and now idea. it's like we ran out of strawberries, you know. <laughs> we don't have anything to eat tonight while we're watching TV. So, yeah. Um, good nutrition starts at home. We've always heard that. What what does what does that mean? Sure. I mean, I think one thing for me, like as an individual, I think that when I'm when I'm thinking about what I'm gonna you know eat for lunch at work, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, it's very easy to hop in the car, walk across the street, and go and get something. But at that time, you're starving. You're you're really ready to eat, and the odds that you're gonna make a choice that maybe you wouldn't wouldn't so much approve of right. later on um, is pretty high. So if you can kind of think about that ahead of time, um, I do some meal prep at home. I recommend that to like clients um, and friends and people that I encounter, um, kind of thinking about your meals at the beginning of the week. And then mm-hmm. if you bring it with you to work, you're thinking, well, this is, you know, I have this here and it's already something that right. I'm, that I've right. decided earlier was healthy when I wasn't ravenous. Right. So what if you, what if you don't do that or you forget your lunch or, some coworkers or some friends want to go out for lunch. Sure. I mean, should we should we be feeling so guilty that we we can't do that? No, certainly not. I mean, I think that there's, you know, there's good choices that are available, you know, out there at at lunch restaurants, but we kind of have to, you know, take a step back and think about, you know, am I really do I really need this right now or is it just that I'm so starving? So mm. another thing too is to kind of think about, you know, having little snacks throughout the day. You don't have to, and snacks don't have to be junk, doesn't have to be cookies mm. and candy and mm. soda and things like that. But, you know, um, a boiled egg in between breakfast and lunch or some carrots and hummus between lunch and dinner, just something to kind of prevent you to get it from getting all the way to that right. ravenous spot. Right. I remember uh, I used to work many years ago with probably the, the healthiest, fittest guy I knew and he was always eating. Yeah. I mean, he he, he ate constantly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, those but snacks in between. <laughs> right. You know, it, it depends on what those things are. Right. If it's if it's the candies and cookies and pastries, I bet you it wouldn't have been the same. <laughs> right. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. So, they're tempting so, yeah, and they're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it about having food available? I, I know for me, I think it's just the the physical crunch or the wanting to chew something. It's not necessarily, I'm just as content, I think, with a carrot as opposed to a piece of cake, Uh but often the cake is more available than the carrot, but it's just something to chew on. The action of eating, sure, certainly. So, I mean, you know, we can think about um, kind of trying to replace those those sweets and those sometimes foods with something that is, you know, a little bit healthier, like you said, you know, just the act of eating um, and like, you know, all of the signals in your body kind of working together to 
feel full and just to get that like satisfaction. So things like carrots and hummus or celery and peanut butter or mm. um, popcorn. Popcorn is a really good choice. Oh, really? Um, you know, you can obviously it kind of can range from movie theater butter and, and salt to uh, a little bit healthier variety. But that's a pretty satisfying one for a lot of people. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Going to get some more nutrition advice here momentarily in our conversation with Brittany Stretzberry, who's a senior public health nutritionist with Fairfax County's Health Department. Interesting conversation. Uh, March is National Nutrition Month, so it's a good time for us to all start thinking about good nutrition and maybe eating a little more healthy and uh, trying to lay off some of the the, uh, stuff that may be a little uh, bad for you, if you will. It doesn't have to be an overnight change, though, does it? Can it be a gradual progress so that we're starting to get toward healthy? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it would be near impossible to change your whole diet and lifestyle overnight. I Mm -hmm. think, like, you know, picking one or two small things at a time and gradually making them habits versus, you know, um, really focusing on being on a diet. I think a lot of times right. diets, when we, I'm doing, now I'm doing air quotes, right, when, right. We, when we say diets, it's it's not often sustainable. We need to really integrate those little changes into our lifestyle over time. So right. I think that's exactly the way to approach yeah. it. I remember when I've, you know, been on numerous diets over the year, I, I, I always feel guilty if, you know, again, going back to that example of a coworker or a friend wanted to go to lunch and I go out and get a big greasy hamburger with french fries. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe there were other options I could have gone with, but I would always feel guilty, and that kind of seems like it defeats the purpose and makes you, you know, get to where you don't want to do it. And you know, so I don't know. Maybe give yourself a break if you fall off the wagon. Sometime. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think a lot of times people feel like, oh, I messed it up today. Now it's over. Yeah. You know, you really have to, you know, say it's just one just one incident. It doesn't have to mean that all of the hard work that you've done are is gone. That's a part of the process. Right. You know, um, you can kind of reflect on how you felt about that and kind of, um, you know, the next time you're in that situation, maybe right. it'll make you make a different choice. Right. Maybe get a single instead of a double yeah. and then the next time get a salad. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's a process. Let me, let's walk through uh, meals. Let's walk through breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I okay. want some suggestions, some guidance. Sure. We're, we're talking about breakfast and let's start with this one. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So, I mean, I certainly am an advocate for breakfast. I think that, you know, you wake up in the morning, your body needs some fuel to get going. Um, Breakfast can also be a tricky one because a lot of breakfast foods are high in sugar. Mm. Um, A lot of times, you know, things like cereals and even some yogurts and granola and some things like that can be, you know, they're marketed as breakfast food. They're what we oftentimes think of as breakfast food as Americans. Um, But then, you know, when we really come down and think about it, are they breakfast foods or are they desserts? So, um, you know, some some choices, certainly reading labels can help because there are some cereals and some some of those more traditional things that are good options. Well, um, I, I, you mentioned granola and some of those heartier breakfast mm-hmm. cereals. Those are what I've started going to. And I view those as somewhat healthy. And I'm mm-hmm. doing my air quotes <laughs> now. But. Uh, you know, if I really looked at the labels, mm-hmm. they might not be. Yeah. And I mean, the cereal aisle is extensive. Yeah. So, you know, it's you're going to extend your trip to the grocery store if you're reading all the labels. But it's it's a valuable thing to do a couple times, you know, spend the time doing it. And then then you don't have to do it next time. Mm-hmm. You know, you realize, you know, you've done the comparisons. You know that this brand or this product is is one that is within, you know, your guidelines for yourself. Right. And then, you know, it makes it a lot faster in the future. Right. Um, 
So let me, and sure. we'll do this for lunch and dinner as well, but a, a, a good choice or good alternative, and then maybe, you know, for, for the average person like me that can, can maybe do it, and then really a, a, a super healthy or, or sure. top-of-the-line option for, for breakfast. What should we be eating? Sure. I mean, I think, you know, breakfast is a good opportunity to get our fruits in. Um, like I kind of mm. mentioned before, we're, we, it's a good idea to focus on meeting those goals for our fruits and vegetables. So fruits, even vegetables can be something for, for breakfast. You know, if you have the time doing some eggs with some spinach or mushrooms or onions okay. or something like that um, to get one of those those vegetable servings in, um, something on the go, banana with peanut butter, um, maybe some string cheese or other kind of cheese, mm, okay. um, something with a little bit of protein to help tide you over. Okay. Um, well, those are all good. I like all those. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, you did good. Great. Um, lunch. Let's talk. Well, I need, sure. let, let's stop. I'm going to stop myself there. You mentioned eating some healthy snacks in between. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things, carrots, hummus, mm-hmm. different things like that. So, so let's talk snacks sure. first. Um, yeah, exactly. Carrots and hummus, um, a boiled egg, another piece of fruit. It doesn't, oh, you know, okay. it doesn't hurt to, to squeeze those fruits in. Um, you know, in in terms of sugar, I don't really think that for the average person, um, an ec- a couple extra servings of fruit is going to be something that's a problem. You know, you've got the fiber in there. You've got the sugars that are um, from a natural source. So okay. getting those in there okay, um, is good. good. Okay. Um, Moving on to lunch. Sure. And then in terms of lunch, I kind of touched on that before, but um, kind of thinking ahead. Um, mm-hmm. Um, trying to meet those. I, th- I feel like for me, lunch is one of those times when you can really meet all of those food group goals. Um, you know, if you do something ahead of time, like a rice or a quinoa um, with a vegetable and a protein, maybe like, you know, on Sunday, you made some some chicken and so, then some rice and a vegetable and portioned it out for the week. Gotcha. Um, and then something like a hummus and carrot, there's that crunch that you mentioned, yeah. a little bit of protein to help tide you over. Um Yogurt is always a good one to get that dairy in. Um, Yogurt can be another tricky one, though, because of the sugar content. So that's another opportunity for reading labels um, and and taking a look at that because the yogurt aisle is extensive as well. Okay. And I guess the same kind of continuation for dinner as as with lunch and, you know, the the good healthy balance of, uh, you know, a vegetable or two with some protein and Mm -hmm. some carbs, I guess, carbohydrates. I mean, and I think, too, dinner can be a hard one for people because, you know, for example, if you're a person who skips breakfast and Mm, then... I don't. Okay, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) But then if you, if say, somebody listening does, um, skips breakfast and then lunch, you know, maybe you're caught up with work and you're busy and you kind of push it off and maybe don't eat a full lunch. And then by the time dinner rolls around, you're at that ravenous point again. Um, So it's easy to, on your drive home, drive through McDonald's or something because you, you know, you feel like you can't make it home. So sometimes dinner can be a tricky one because all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're at home or you're on your way home and there's all these options out there. Mm -hmm. So um, another, you know, you can meal prep for dinner too, just because you're at home doesn't mean you can't, um, you know, make something ahead of time and and put it, put it in the fridge. My wife oftentimes does crock pot meals. Okay. That it's, so it's ready when yeah. you get home and type, things like that. Yeah. How if folks listening may say, well, I I just don't have time to make lunches for the week or to do that kind of meal prep. I just need to do it when I get home. It doesn't take that long, really, in the grand scheme of things. 
I right. Mean, do you do you do that kind of thing yourself? Yeah, I usually you know try to get as much of it done on Sunday as I can. Um, but of course, you know there are weekends when that's just not possible, yeah. and I totally understand that. Um, mm-hmm. So doing things like. Um, you know, it doesn't take too long to make. If you're going to make rice for dinner, maybe make some extra rice and then use that for part of your portioning out. Or if you're going to, you know, um, make chicken for dinner, you know, try yeah. to make some extra um, and and use that. You know, even if if I didn't have time on Sunday and I get home on Monday and I'm making dinner, then that's a good time to just, you know, instead of making one serving or two servings right. or, you know, however many people are in your family, just try to make you know, maybe you went to Costco and you've got a lot at home and you can right. just, just do it for extra the little week. pile, even if it's just for lunch the next day, that's, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've taken that temptation off your plate. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're, we're just a- about out of time in our conversation with Brittany Strutsberry with Fairfax County's Health Department. We're talking nutrition and how to eat healthy because March is National Nutrition Month. I guess uh, we should offer a chance to um, uh, get a phone number, get a website, get some places where folks can get some more resources if they have questions or want to know more information. So any online resources, uh, anything like that? Sure. Um, In terms of WIC, um, the Fairfax County Health Department has a WIC website with all of the clinics and the hours and locations. Um, So you can visit the Fairfax County Health Department and, and search for WIC on the search bar. Um, in terms of general nutrition for everybody, um, eatright.org is the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics mm. website. Um, so there's lots of different resources for kids and adults and, and all kinds of different things. So that's a good resource. Okay. Final thoughts from you, Brittany, about uh, either the WIC program or nutrition, things you want uh, our listeners to remember. Um, I mean, you know, I, I really liked your your kind of suggestion on, you know, the small changes throughout and, and doing the gradual mm-hmm. adjustments over time because I really think that it's a lifestyle and not um, a, a diet that's mm-hmm. that's short-term and, and can't be sustainable. So right. I, I, I love that piece of advice. Okay. Well, you know, as they say, a blind squirrel comes up with a nut every once in a while. <laughs> exactly. So I had, had a good piece of advice there. Thanks, uh, Brittany, for being with us on The County right. Conversation. Good uh, information for uh, – me and for everyone to know, and especially, again, timely during uh, March is National Nutrition Month. Again, uh, eatright.org or Fairfax County's uh, health department website, fairfaxcounty.gov health. You can also call the health department, uh, main number there at 703-246-2411 if you need more information uh, or um, need to have a resource and direction where to go. That is going to do it for the time we've got for this edition of the County Conversation. I want to thank you for listening, and thanks again to our guest, Brittany Strutsberry, for being here with us. If you need more Fairfax County news and event information, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news or call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.